Welcome to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast with me, Sarah Jolly Jarvis. I'm here to share with you real life stories from high performing salespeople and business owners, as well as my own insights and learnings around what's working well right now in the sales world, telling things like it is without the sleeves. Hello and welcome to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Jolly Jarvis, and this week I am here to talk to you about the sales core, structuring that sales core, taking control of the sales core so that you are in a position where you know where it's going, you feel confident, you feel very clear and able to help your potential, hopefully ideal customer along that journey towards working with you. And so before that though, I am going to be giving you a little update on what is going on in um, the Selling Without Sleeves world. I am working, my, my website is excruciatingly close to being ready. Um, so final final little bits and bobs, but I am very, very excited about that. Um, so it's all ramping up towards the 19th of April when I will be returning to uh, to two days a week with Selling Without Sleeves. So I'm not working on the agency until later on in the year, but I will be working two days a week um, to start with for the first four weeks and then um, back up to three. So B3 can settle into nursery. Kind of mixed feelings about that, must admit. I'm excited for the business side of me. I'm a bit like, wow, that went quick for the... Um, <laughs> for the for the mum side of me obviously you know I've still got those additional days in the week that I'll be with the little people but as you know any parent will tell you it's ever evolving so you know people starting at preschools and everything else so my time with B3 will be uh, limited so um, well it'll be limited on on the one-on-one element and it'll be yeah with the other guys so always a little bit more hectic so yeah so that's uh, that'll be uh interesting um but it, it will be nice to be able to concentrate and and really get back and involved with what's going on um the book funnel is coming along really nicely lots of copy being created lots of conversations going on on upsells downsells the logistics of posting out books all sorts of stuff so that's that's yeah exciting and a little daunting it's a little scary um must admit but you know you know that you're pushing yourself and all that so yeah that's uh that's an interesting one and then the book we've had a little conversation with some some design guys that we've we've used historically over the book just to make some finishing touches to the front cover um just to kind of make it more selling without sleazy making it more a bit more like me um, that's exciting too um so lots of things going on lots of different projects being sort of managed at nap times and, and everything else so um so yeah it's, it's an, an interesting one um as far as sort of getting clients and and that sort of stuff I'm hoping that'll be more towards the sort of end of May but well you know we're just gonna have to to wait and see what comes up so yeah it's all it's all happening all very exciting all really positive and another thing guys just a quick uh request really is I am looking to have Mr JJ so Martin, my other half, come and talk to, well, to basically join me in the office at the bottom of the garden um, to record the podcast. How romantic. I haven't had him as a guest, which has been a bit, you know, it's a bit mean really, isn't it? So, you know, it will be, so I'm aiming for the 50th episode to have Mr. JJ on. So what I want to know from you is, do you want us to talk around uh, working as a couple and what that's like, in which case feel free to send in any questions or do you want to hear about Facebook ads and how to you know basically um 
step up and start with paid traffic. I would love to have your vote. I would love to know what you'd like to hear first. I'm going to have to say first because at some point, you know, I'm probably I'm going to cover the other topic with him. Um, But what would be most interesting to have as the 50th episode? Um, So to vote on that, you can either email me at sarah at sellingwithoutsleeves.com or you can jump into the Facebook group where there will be a poll so people can vote on which one they would prefer. And any questions, you can either pop in that email or you can pop in the comments at the bottom of the um, post. So that's the Selling Without Sleeves group um, that you'll find on Facebook. So without further ado, guys, let's move on to taking control of that sales call. When you get somebody on a call, you're then straight away into, yeah, they're already bought in. They're already confident that they're talking to the right person and that you are the solution. Um, That makes it so much easier to sell to. And, you know, you don't have to be some expert salesperson. Um, it's, It's kind of your more more yours for the taking. Um, believe me, I have seen people talk themselves out of it. Um, but you know, they're they're giving you the benefit of the doubt, they've got that cognitive bias, they're looking for confirmation that their idea, you know, their thought process on buying from you is the right one. So bearing that in mind, you know, what should you be doing in a sales call? How can you help yourself in that scenario? Now, the sales call is the reason why most people come to me. You know, they've said, oh, I haven't got enough sales. It must be my sales approach. Now, I would say the vast majority of people who come to me, actually, their issues are earlier on in that process. They're targeting the wrong people. They're getting in front of the wrong people. They're getting the wrong people on calls. They're not getting enough people on calls. At the end of the day, it's a numbers game. Um, And if you're only having one inquiry a month, then, you know, it's not going to surprise you that you're going to struggle to get that 100% achievement and and only get that you know and get that one sale a month you know that would be a hundred percent success rate I don't fancy my chances at that you know it's it unless somebody is particularly pre-sold um it's you know it's going to be tricky and so having those numbers having a volume a number of people coming through a number of leads really does help you to be in a position where you're getting the numbers you're getting the results that you want So when you've got all that sorted, okay, you're getting the right sort of person on a call and they are pre-sold, then what do you do? Okay. For those of you who are, you know, on the edge of their seats, thank you for um, wanting to buy my book, then you will be uh, excited to hear that in that book, I go through the tech process. So what I, uh, the approach that I use to go from finding out, targeting your ideal customer through to closing those people and and confirming those next steps with them. So that process of TAC, in there you have the communication, you have the sales call. It's one of the C's. It's the first C, but there is the target and then the approach before that, okay? So there is your figuring out who it is, then putting information in front of them to make them pre-sold, okay? But then you're getting into that communication. And with that communication, you know, I just want to go through a couple of tips because I don't, (laughs) this is a subject I could talk about for a very long time. But what I want to do is, is give you some usable tips so that you can go away and just try them out and see how they go. Um, And the first one for that would be to actually 
have a structure, have a clear structure in your head of what you want to go through and what you want to find out from the customer, what you need to find out from the customer in order to determine if your solution is the right thing for them. Let's be a good human here. Do you want to sell your product or service to somebody who doesn't need it or doesn't want it, isn't going to make the most out of it? Now, you know, it's best to have a, a bountiful positive outlook on things and think well actually there's enough people out there who need my product not to need to sell it to somebody who doesn't Um, what you're wanting is you're not just selling it for that financial exchange but you're selling it for the result if that person isn't going to get a result then it's going to damage you in the long term because that's going to keep happening Okay, so you want to think, can I truly help this person? Can I truly provide that solution thereafter? If that is the case, what do you need to find out in order to determine that? You're making major assumptions, um, unless you've pre-screened them, to think that everybody is definitely going to benefit from what you offer. So what do you need to ask them? Then, you know, from that, what needs do you need to determine and how would you sell to those needs? And then, you know, finishing off from that, talking to them about you know, explaining to them what the how you can help those needs. And then, you know, what would be the next step? Lots of people put so much pressure on themselves that that exchange and that agreement has to happen in that one sales call. And that could be the case if it is an easy decision to make. But if it takes time or financial commitment, if they're high in those sorts of levels of resource, the likelihood is that person needs time to think about it, maybe consult other decision makers and make sure that that's the right decision for them. In which case, that's not going to happen on that call. And so having a clear plan of what you expect from that call, what, you know, what's the ordinary customer? What can you expect from from that sort of conversation? Who else might be involved in the decision making process? And so where do they fit in to to these different steps? So taking all those things into account, you have a bit of a plan, you have a bit of a structure of what you're going to do in that call. Um, Then it's about, you know, providing yourself and getting yourself the resources to support those conversations. Um, And so, you know, I regularly, whether this is, I mean, have you ever found yourself in a conversation which is a bit tricky, it's a bit awkward, and you feel totally unprepared? That feeling of unprepared is when somebody asks you a question and you have that horrible sinking feeling of, oh, crikey, I have no idea how to answer this. And you're always going to get the weird and the wonderful but you can preempt these things. I rehearse a lot of difficult conversations, a lot of sales conversations prior to having them. I think about what somebody might say in response to that and what I would therefore say to them. And I run through it. You don't get good salespeople by accident. People practice, they figure it out and and they figure out what they need to say and what they need to do or what they need to research in order to be in a position to support that customer and help that customer feel confident that they're making the right decision and that they want to progress along that sales process. You can't just wing it. I have not seen any salesperson who I've admired and, and seen as successful who has just winged it. You know, it might look easy seeing a salesperson in action. It, it might look very um, slick. It might look very easy. They might have the gift of the gab, as some people call it. But you've still got to get your head around and your words around how best to explain things to customers, how best to make it easy for them. And that's why, you know, it takes practice and it takes experience. I've told you before, and I'm sure I'll mention it again, but, you know, one of the, one of the 
more long-term salespeople that I ever worked with. I remember going to sales calls with him. He was like four years off retirement, and yet he was still critiquing himself at the end of a sales call. He was still figuring out what he could do differently. And he enjoyed that. You know, he, he kept moving, he kept progressing, he kept testing himself. This was somebody who'd spent like 35 years in the same industry, selling different products, yes, but within the same industry. And yet he was still interested. He was still wanted to hear what, you know, what you would consider to be a little whippersnapper, um, as, you know, some people may refer to me. But, you know, a young person who you could easily write off as being like, well, what do they know? They they haven't got 35 years experience under their belt, but they have a different perspective. And he was always eager to hear what that perspective was. You know, you can choose to listen and discount it. But if you've never heard it, can you be sure that that wouldn't have been useful? What's it? Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. I'm coming up with all these expressions today, aren't I? But, you know, it's true. Look at look at where that person is and think, actually, maybe I can learn something from that. Bearing that in mind, preparation and a clear structure are two really, really helpful things in order to get you to get that result you're looking for. And which brings me on to the third thing, which is having a clear goal for the call. If you don't have a goal for the call, how do you know how well it's gone? How do you know where you're going for, what you're aiming for? So have that clear understanding of what do I want from this? What am I going to to do to get it? Those three, working together, having a structure, being prepared, so practicing the difficult questions, practicing awkward, uh, the the potentially ground swallow me up awkward questions um, and how you would respond to them. Um, And you can do that yourself or you can do that with with a friend you can role play you can trust your friends always to be really quite awkward pretending customers and um, but you know it can actually be a bit of fun but it helps you to to get your words around what you would say and um, another point I would say on that is if you're going to do it on your own then say it out loud because doing it in your head you feel less self-conscious you feel less of a muppet and um, says me talking to just a microphone here you are talking to yourself you do feel self-conscious oh I'm talking to myself but it's hearing those words out loud and it's not until you hear those words out loud that you think you know what that sounds pretty rubbish if you think that was a bit rubbish then you can you can think right okay well what would I say again when you're in a call with a customer you can't go oh could you just ignore what I just said because that was a bit rubbish and I'll, I'll try saying it again um you don't have that opportunity and um, so you know when do you want to feel more self-conscious when you're talking yourself out of a sale or when you are talking to yourself in the mirror um, or to a friend. Hopefully, point made there. Third and finally, having a clear goal, having a clear aim before you go into a call. These things can, you know, once you've got them written down, once you've got what I call your sales toolkit, you know, your resources, your go-to phrases that you use, et cetera, et cetera. Once you've got those, then you're in a position where you can easily just look through them. You don't have to spend, you know, hours and hours before each call preparing. You can get it down to a few minutes um, of just reminding yourself. And it's like anything, guys, you know, to start with, it's this is going to feel time consuming. It's going to feel a bit painful, but stick with it because sticking with it, it it will actually come to fruition uh, and it will get shorter and it will be effective. And so spending, what, 20 minutes, half an hour, even if it's that long before a call going through and thinking about what you would say, Surely that's better than throwing away a potential customer and then having to find a new one and then having a call with them. That's going to take a lot longer. But on that note, do use every opportunity as a learning opportunity. And next week, I do want to talk around like 
really analyzing yourself post having a call and thinking you know what what went right what went wrong what can I do differently next time if you don't learn from things you're never going to make any changes and if you don't make any changes then you're going to keep doing the same thing again and again and again and then that's going to get quite painful please do bear those in mind so homework guys for this week what I would like you to do is to just have a little sit down have a think about some of the difficult questions that customers ask on a regular basis. The best way to answer those, and trust me, you can always improve those answers. You can always drop in different ways of explaining things, different metaphors, whatever it takes to make it clear and and, and take that help that customer get peace of mind and take them further along that sales journey. You sit down, have a think about the difficult questions that you get. Have a think about how to structure that call, what sort of questions you need to be asking. Take a, you know, take a seat and think around what, what do I want out of this call, what's realistic. And um, then you should have much more clarity going into a sales call to then help you be more successful. That is it from me, guys. A little quick reminder, please do vote. Please do let me know what you would like to hear for my 50th podcast. Is it um, Martin and I talking around working together as a couple and and all those sorts of dynamics and and elements to it? Um, I know that some people find that really quite interesting um, and generally start the conversation with, how on earth do you do it? I couldn't work with my other half. Or do you want to find out how to scale your business and how Facebook ads, how paid advertising can help you do that. And and when are you ready? When's the sign that, you know, now is a good time to give that a go? So either, as I say, drop that on an email to me, sarah at sellingwithoutsleaze.com. And please don't spam me with awful things that I will never buy. Or you can drop into the group, uh, Selling Without Sleaze on Facebook, and you can enter your preferences in the poll. So that's it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to speaking to you again next week. Bye for now. Happy selling. Thanks for listening to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you are listening from to leave us a review. It's a good way for us to know what you like so we can create more of it.